House Speaker Kevin McCarthy follows through regarding Democrats Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell. California wants to tax you even if you leave. Plus, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough delivers a classic COVID rant. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and the issue of committee assignments. In particular, I'm talking about specific committee assignments of specific left-wing Democrats, Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar. Previously, both Schiff and Swalwell served on the House Intelligence Committee. Omar served on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Adam Schiff lied about former President Trump and Russia collusion, he flat out lied. Here's Schiff talking to NBC's Chuck Todd, who's pressing him on whether the Trump-Russia collusion evidence is just circumstantial. But you admit uh, it's uh, a circum, all you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, Actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I I can tell you that the case is more than that, uh, and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now, so um, again, I think so you Director have Clapper, seen direct evidence of collusion. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial. Schiff repeated some version of those claims over and over again, and it all turned out to be false. It was an abuse of his position on the Intelligence Committee, and it undermined the credibility of the entire committee. Now, fast forward to this week, and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has gone full nuclear on Schiff. Swalwell and Omar. Here's McCarthy on the fact that Schiff will now not be serving on the Intel Committee at all. What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the intel, when a whistleblower came forward, he said he, he did not know the individual, even though his staff had met with him and set it up. So no, he does not have a right to sit on that. Just awesome. Democrats for too long have been able to say and do anything without consequences. And I've always been one to not let that stand. You must fight back against the Democrats. And now we are witnessing some of that in Washington. But I will not be like Democrats and play politics with these, where they removed Republicans from committees and all committees. So yes, he can serve on a committee, but he will not serve on intel, because it goes to the national security of America. And I will always put them first, all right? McCarthy made some equally strong comments regarding Eric Swalwell, who was on the intel committee, when Pelosi knew he had had a relationship with a Chinese spy. And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with the Chinese spy. Great comments from McCarthy, and I hope he keeps it up. There's no way Schiff and Swalwell should be anywhere near classified documents. Joe Biden has that one covered. All right, 
Next, let's talk about California's latest tax scheme. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. So next is a new tax proposal being put forward by California Democrats to squeeze even more funds out of the super wealthy. Now forget the fact that the super wealthy and the regular wealthy fund most of the government anyway, at any level. California wants even more, and this proposal would follow people even if they leave the state. Here's some background. Assemblyman Alex Lee will take another shot at convincing state lawmakers to pass a new tax on the extremely wealthy. For far too long, we've allowed income inequality to deepen and fester in this state and in this country where the rich get wealthier and the middle class shrinks and falls further behind. Lee's proposal would tax an extra 1.5% on Californians with a worldwide net worth of more than $1 billion starting January of 2024 and 1% for those making more than $50 million starting in 2026. So this proposal seeks to tax stocks, bonds, and property. You know, things that are purchased with money that's already been taxed. And as reported by The Blaze, the legislation includes provisions that impose contractual claims to residents' assets, which would require payment even if they move out of state. Here's another California Democrat speaking on the proposal. If you can afford to send yourself to wherever you want to go out in space, then you can afford to tax yourself a little bit more to use everything that we have here in the state of California. You can afford to tax yourself? Is it any wonder that California lost an electoral vote for the first time in its history following the 2020 census? People can't leave fast enough. So California Democrats are saying, we don't want you, just your money. What a mess. All right, next let's talk about MSNBC's Joe Scarborough because I've seen COVID rants that make me scratch my head and wonder, what is this person thinking? But Scarborough takes it to a whole new level. He's actually blasting people for being stupid about COVID shots while he's being stupid about COVID shots. Here's a sample. Um, you know, yesterday when I was talking about uh, uh, getting COVID and, I, and, and should have gotten a fourth booster shot, a lot of these freaks go, oh, fourth booster shot, robot. No, listen, here's the deal, moron. <laughs> if you get a flu shot, what do you do? Do you go to the doctor, oh my God, you want me to have a 50th flu shot? No, you get a flu shot every year. Right. And as we're finding out with this pandemic, well, it lasts six months, maybe a year. So, yes. Unreal. He got COVID and is sad because he didn't get that fourth booster. Are you kidding me? But not only is he condescending, but Scarborough goes off on stupid people for not following the science, which he totally gets wrong. My concern here, though, and let me bring in Reverend Sharpen because we've talked about this. My concern, Rev, is that... There's a disinformation out there where people are saying, oh, well, the, it doesn't work because you, you've got to keep getting booster shots. The thing is, you're always trying to build up your immunity. Jeez. Okay, it's been shown, you know, through research, the science, that the more COVID shots you get, the worse your immune response gets. Not just to COVID, but in general. It was known early, early on, that natural immunity was better than the COVID shot. And now we've learned that the more shots you get makes your immune system worse and thus more likely to get COVID. And also 
I just think it's telling that the person that Scarborough brings on to discuss COVID and the science is Al Sharpton. Come on, here's more. This misinformation keeps getting spewed out there and unfortunately the weakest and perhaps the least educated are the ones that fall prey to these stupid lies. And I call them stupid lies. And I don't call things, a lot of things like just out and out stupid unless they're objectively stupid. And you look at all of the science, you look at all of the medicine, it's straightforward. Okay, so there's stupid and there's objectively stupid. And Scarborough, well, it's pretty clear where he falls. Okay, next let's talk about the debt ceiling because we have until about June till the money supposedly runs out and we start defaulting on America's debt payments. The Republicans are ready to negotiate, already signaling that yes, they will agree to raise the debt limit under certain conditions. The White House, however, is refusing to negotiate and wants a blank check to just spend more money. But that's 2023, Joe Biden. Look at Biden from 2010. I think there's going to be a need uh, on everyone's part and a realization that's everyone's interest politically to cooperate in dealing with uh, keeping the economy growing and beginning to address the long-term debts. Oh, wow. A need to cooperate. Yes, but that's 2010. How about 2011? This is the debt limit. And it was, I don't want to use pejorative terms, it was used as the means by which, unless certain compromises were made, we would default on our debt. There's room within the budget to fund those priorities. But it's going to be, uh, you know, what it ordinarily would be, a normal political battle. Hmm. Compromises arising from a normal political battle? So that's Biden in 2010 and 2011. Did his views change in 2012? I have had the great honor of uh, spending hours and hours and hours, and you've covered my negotiating the debt limit and other things, with, uh, with the leaders of the Republican Party. Hours and hours of negotiating the debt limit. So what's the deal now? The deal is that the Democrats are used to getting their way, and they think they can just strong arm the Republicans. Thus, no negotiations whatsoever. Just raise the debt limit. However, addressing America's debt was one of the key items of negotiation during the vote for House Speaker. So Biden is dealing with a different House of Representatives than he thought. But here's the leader of the free world pounding on a table, being irresponsible, saying, no, 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 just raise the limit, make us spend more. No, that's not how adults act. That's not how elected officials that's not how the American public believes their elected officials act. So what I have asked for is to sit down, let's find common ground, and let's eliminate the wasteful spending to protect the hardworking taxpayers and protect the future of America. It's true. Biden is acting like a baby. And hopefully, if the House Republicans can stay strong, they can force Biden to the table because our debt and our wasteful spending must be addressed. The path we are on now is simply unsustainable. Okay, next let's talk about Kamala Harris and Joe Biden because the duo just put out a video that is beyond cringeworthy. The video celebrates two years of Biden-Harris, their administration, and Harris is just so happy about all the great things that Joe Biden has done. I, well, I wish people could see what I see sometimes. Yeah. I've been in the Oval Office with you when the cameras are there and mostly when the cameras are not. 
and what you have singularly done based on who you are, and I mean this in all sincerity, to bring together nations, allies in the world, and you bring folks together in a bipartisan way, uniquely. Brings people together in a bipartisan way? I guess if you're talking about Democrats and rhinos, but as far as actual real Americans who care about this country and are feeling the effects of inflation and high gas prices and food shortages, then no. Biden does the opposite of bringing people together. In fact, Biden and his team have targeted parents. They've targeted women with their transgender policies, and they've worked to divide America at every opportunity. Here's more. We created almost 11 million jobs, 750,000 okay. manufacturing jobs. Think about that <clears throat> and on top of capping the cost of insulin at $35 a month. What we've done, we have created more small businesses in the last two-year span than any two-year span in history. Now, although I tend to appreciate anyone who says manufacturing, these two are just too much. Most of the country was shut down from COVID and then it reopened. And Biden and Harris take credit for creating jobs? There's more to the video, including a part where Biden says that they've kind of united the world. Yep, it's almost too much to watch, but if you want to laugh, check it out. Especially their effort at humor by fine dining with burgers. Jeez. All right, friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.